Welcome to the CSCC podcast. In this podcast, you will grow in faith, hope, and love in Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you tune in to the Word of God. Uh, before I get into the Word of God, maybe I'm triggered by just a few things that were said here. Uh, it's something that I have not prepared to say, but I think Morutika uh, Bay, what you said came through Lerato what uh, she said actually as well. And Google, all of them, they are building into us. The greetings, Banabamrena, Baruti, Bakulu, Babote, Kalidumedi, Sakalibiso, Labrena, Jesu. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to say something, and it is just out of my heart. Nothing has been prepared for this. And certain things that people say without preparing uh, they, they sometimes not go well with other people because you never thought of certain things. Uh, but I want to thank Moruti here now for bringing in our vision. We have been running the church, Bagreste, for the past three years from the day of big lockdown when it was announced on around, oh good, it was announced, uh, no coincidence. I'm one person who does not believe in coincidence. I always say when things happen, and plan them that way. The big announcement of the lockdown was announced on my birthday on the 23rd of March. So I won't forget that. And after it was announced, many of us were not sure of what tomorrow was going to bring. And almost for three months, there was no church. And for whatever reason, Bakreste, because God is God. La ujja ba Kriste. Mudimu ki mudimu. Mudimu asimwana wa moto. He made things possible. From nowhere, we had people coming to church who were very good in media issues. If it was me and Murutika Pei, the church would have not continued, I promise you. We could have stopped. Some of the things, and because of that, how God did it brought people here at the church. We had an influx of young generation that took over a lot of things. And some of them now, they were students then. And they are no longer students, but they are in the working class, and they are here. Lerato is one of them, completed a year ago. She's working in Pretoria. She's part of this establishment. Bukwini, Buli, and, 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 and her as well. They were part of 
students when they came in here 2021. Some of them left a little bit, but God made it possible that they get jobs back in, in, in Pretoria. And they have joined, they've come back and joined the church. Now, Bakreste, what I want to say, Gikori, we then ran the church on a skeletal basis, skeleton basis, without any formal structures that were running, almost up to now. Now, we want to reestablish ourselves, go back to certain processes. We have a number of them that are now qualified, that we need to train them, uh, train them to do certain things. Now, Bakreste, we will announce some restructuring of some sort. It is not a new thing. It's things that have been there. We have Bumme, Libunta, Tekamukiriki. But since then, they have not been active. And one can understand. We have elders in the church that we need to look into certain things that relates to them as elders. Young people, different things that are to be done in the church. Now, Bakreste, I happen to have been watching a movie, an old movie, Washaka Zulu. This past Friday, for that uh, uh, reason, when I was watching this movie, I have actually watched it. My eldest daughter, I think, was four or five when it came through and used to play with it and, and, and take off clothes and dance with it. And then when I was watching it, she was there, and I reminded her what she was doing. But here is something that I... It came back again on Friday for me and as a lesson. Shaka wanted to introduce a new way of fighting. And there was this Induna who was in charge. And he went to him and explained that, no, we cannot use these long spears. When you, you throw them, they go, you, you, you throw them and you would not be able to fight again. Your weapon is gone. So you need a weapon in your hands that you will use. And he shows the techniques of using the weapon that you will not lose this weapon. And the Induna guy said, no, there's no way. We have a way that we have been doing uh, of fighting our enemies. So you are not going to come and tell us that this is a new way. And then it, it, it went on and on until uh, it came to a situation where the Induna said, uh, get some volunteers that you would then teach them. Almost everybody in the camp then decided to follow Shaka and go and get the new tricks. And that made Shaka to be known as Shaka as we know him today. Because of he never resisted or he came up with new techniques of fighting. Now I want to appeal to all of us that are here uh, please, there are new techniques that might come in. And when the techniques are coming in, they are not saying 
a, you, are, you are not worth being part of the processes. I don't know. But there might be new techniques. I just want to send that message to all of us and let us embrace if there are new things that has to be done, let the new things be done. We, we never had, we did have certain qualified people in our church, for instance. We did have some one or two medical doctors here. But over and above now, we have so many resources within the church that must be used. We, we might need to, or to establish certain offices that we never had in the church. If we have a clinical psychologist in the church, why should we refer people go and look for a clinical psychologist outside where we have one year? If we have an a, a educational, why do we have to refer somebody to go outside while we have them here? Now, it's things that we need to look into. But I like uh, the Nduna of Shaga when he said, actually Shaga told Nduna that Nduna, if you want people to work hard, ask them to volunteer. If they don't volunteer, people work hard and a lot when they have volunteered to do the job. We will ask for volunteers for certain things. We will bring in things that we see that might work for us as the church and the training that needs to go with many of us that are here. And thanks, Bakreste, for having held on to the fort. There are people that held the fort of this church, Bakreste, that it should not collapse. And as I say that, if they were not here, some of them, to assist us with so many things that has happened, we, we, we have, we, we, are, we are viewed, believe you me, when I, I check our, our, our YouTube, when I check our YouTube, our Facebook, you can see people that log in to the, to, 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 to the pages. And interesting enough, many of the people that are logging in are not even our people here. But there, is, there are followers that are two that are following us. One in Switzerland, one in Uganda. Go and check. And then I said to myself, if this has not happened, I would, I would have not in my life reached out for somebody in Switzerland. But this church is reaching for someone in Switzerland. And it is not my efforts but the people that God has sent, that they should be doing that job to reach that particular person in Switzerland. So we must really appreciate that and thank you, young people who have been holding this fort. You have actually held it together. And as I say, if it was me, Ngabikila Itzabakreste, and the Murutu, they've just followed me. But I promise you, God made it possible that people should come. And you, you are aware, even through the worship team here, when the worship team, there were two people when we started during lockdown. It was him and Tabiso. The first messages that we, we sent them out 
We had two people that were on our worship. For whatever reason, when lockdown ends, we saw so many people coming in, Bukwini Batla, and here they are, but Nezururiano. They are even in the working class. So we thank God, Makreste. Mudimu do things in, him, in his own way. These are not the makings of any man. I promise you, no man, I cannot even pad myself on the shoulder that if you see these things that I have been here, it is me, Kimudimu Makreste. It is only God who can do these things, who have, who have brought these people, who have made them to volunteer, who has made them to work, you know, tirelessly to do all these things that are happening. And my heart goes out for them. Uh, thank you, thank you. I, 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 I don't have any human ways to say, you know, a bigger thank you than what I have said, but I believe God can read my heart and see how much I'm grateful for all of you that have made a difference in this church. Amen. Amen. Uh, our time there, it's almost gone. But I am not worried about that. I will, I will, I will give you the sermon uh, as briefly as I, I would give it to you. But I want you to listen to uh, what God is going to say to you. We continuing with, uh, and uh, we welcome as well, uh, saying Happy New Year to those that have not been here. I think we'll see people coming in and in and in uh, for the month up until the month of February. So uh, those that would be coming in from next week, tell them that Murudu uh, Urile Happy New Year. So the Happy New Year that I'm saying today, it is the one, it covers everybody that would be coming in then, even in the next few weeks. Amen. Uh, we're looking at this subject of Bethel, a dwelling place of God. We want to go back as the church to Bethel and as individuals. And I, I've, I've said to you, Bakreste, things of God are not a coincidence. When God puts something into our heart, there is a reason for that. We need to go back. And not only us here, even the country, Bagreste, it needs to go back to where it's supposed to be. We, there, there's a lot of complacency of, of where we are. And a lot of things have happened. And we want to look at that and how God would want us to take us back to where he wants. Now to us here as the church... We are looking at the life of Jacob. And this life, you know, it's a, it is, when I was reading through the scriptures that we are going to read today, Genesis 31, I have jumped a, 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 a 30. And my reason for jumping 30 to go to 31, I'll give you these reasons. It has a lot of, a, if one may say, Squabbles, batobalwa. And I, I, I didn't want to bring the fightings between Laban and Jacob and some few people surrounding them. And I'm jumping over to where now God, even if I know that those fightings were determining 
the way forward. They were determining how things should happen. But no circumstances, and I want you to take note of that, there is no circumstances that comes into your life that it is not being determined by God. We spoke here that the, the, the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Now, wherever we go, our steps have been ordered. It may become a pleasant or an unpleasant situation, but the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. No mistake, Magreste. There is no mistake of where you are. Even finding yourself here, it is not a mistake. If God did not want you to hear what I am saying today, you are here. So if you are here, God is speaking to you. Though I know in my experience, sometimes God target one or two people in the service like this. They have not had anything. If, even if you go outside and say, Mara, but there is somebody who will say this was specially for me this was for me now here is the life of Jacob now God is instructing him here is an environment and the circumstances but what I want you before we read I want to say to you, quote this verse that is written by Moses, the great lawgiver. In his last words of his life, moment of his life, he wrote a song to the children of Israel, and it was called the Song of Moses. And in the song of Moses, chapter 32 of Deuteronomy, verse 11, there are these ways that are very important as part of the song of Moses. And this words goes like this, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hoovers over its young. I want to create a scene that you are able to see. An eagle that stares up. In other versions, it says, it thrusts upon, thrusting upon its nest. It means it shakes this nest. And as it shakes the nest, the young ones are there and they will automatically, because of the shaking, they might fall off. You understand that? And this eagle, it spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. This is what happens. It shakes, 
deliberately so, it stays. And they fall. As they fall, it stretches out its wings. It goes down. And it sort of catches them up and takes them back into. Out of fear, these eaglets would not find it very easy up until at a stage where they are able to fly on their own. The mother would continue to do that. Now listen to what the Bible says. It says God, like an eagle, he did that to Israel. He shook them. And as they were falling off, what they should knew was there was an arms of love that would carry them through. And it says, verse 12, the Lord alone led him. No foreign God was with him. Magreste, who shook the nest according to this? It is God, right? And after shaking the nest, what did he do? With his wings of love, he went out to catch them and carried them on his back. You know, when the eagle carries these young ones, it does not carry them here. It puts them on the back so that if anything comes, if a spear comes, it has to go to the mother first before it gets into him, to the children. Now the Bible says here, and the Lord alone led him, no foreign gods with him. Now we see the same situation here. That the divining power of God with multiple in interventions came through for Jacob. And while there, there was this interventions, there was always protection that came through. Now, when God comes through Bagreste for us, there will be, you know, when I was reading through this, Jacob was one person who waited for some kind of a drama, some kind of a shaking before he can take a move or a step. You know, there are people like that. They wait for a shaking. But unfortunately, some of the shaking that comes, they become very difficult. They shake even your heart and your skin. Because you never listened when God was just shaking you well. Now listen, before we read again here, one thing that you find in this chapter it's a very prophetic chapter. 
Listen to me, very prophetic. It, it actually has a core of the Exodus. You know, the core of, of Exodus is when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt to the promised land. The core here, you see Laban, not Jacob, almost in the same way, leaving Haran or Mesopotamia to the promised land, to Bethel. When he left, Laban was not happy and was pondering. When, when Moses left Egypt, Pharaoh was not happy and was pondering. And here is an interesting thing about the whole thing. The two did not want them to go, right? And this side, it is Jacob with his children leaving Mesopotamia. Later on in Egypt, is actually the descendants of this man again. Leaving Egypt. So it's a very prophetic chapter. Or prophetic outline. In the chapter you see the sovereign God. In the midst of the compost of human sin. God doing his will. Whether we are rata or hararata. In what we are doing, God would always do his will. Even when there is sin. I think I once remarked about this. That we were talking about how things are becoming very difficult, very difficult. And I said, I believe my grandmother, uh, when he, she saw me uh, growing and looking at the world the way it was changing, I think she was feeling pity for me. Or how, Wanakamara, how is she going to do? I remembered one other time, my grandmother was actually the younger sister to my grandmother. So that's the one that we remained with. Then I was, I was, I was going overseas and I, I went to her place and said, Gugu, I'm going away. Da, 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 and explaining where I'm going. And the old lady started crying. How? Why are you crying? You know, you, you see the heart of a, grand, a, a, a grandmother or an, a, 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 an adult. Now, so are we. The way you see how the world is going, what, how things are happening, even in our own country, as I've, I've indicated, we feel like, what is going to happen to our children? What is going to happen to our grandchildren? But let me give you a consolation. God always has a way for his. God has a way for his. I don't know what he's going to do. Yes, I do get worried when I look at my grandchildren. 
But the prayer that I always make when I look at them, I say, as long as you remain in God, God will have a way for you. That is my consolation. Now, here is a situation here that we need to learn. Verse 1. Now, 31, chapter 31. Now, this chapter by Christe, it has a lot of things that are happening there. But everything is on the circumstances that God has created that this man should go back to Bethel. I'm going to read a few verses, and I will just give an outline and explain what the goal of this, of, of what I would want to achieve here. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father, and from what belonged to our father, he has made all his wealth. Very interesting, Bakrestene. You know, when you read, you always go back and check. Before here, in chapter 30, Jacob actually went to Laban and said, please release me, let me go back to my home. But because of certain comfort, he remained. To me is, Already God has put something in his heart that this is the direction to take. But you know, we always delay on the directions that God is giving us. We want to, to get a proof. We want to get a better understanding. Now he didn't go, and this man did not release him. And my reason of maybe the reason of this man for not wanting to release him, it is because of the value that Jacob was adding into his family. Now releasing him, he was going to lose out. So he never answered. But in verse 1 says, now Jacob had the words of Laban's sons. And these sons, Kibos Barsahai, they never appeared anywhere. But now, Boswara, they now change their ways and they started speaking about him. What are they saying? They say, Swara If we, you put it in our own words, that has come here and he is now going to inherit the wealth of our father. And he hears them saying that. And then verse 2, Jacob saw the attitude of Laban and behold, it was not friendly towards him as formerly. Now the environment has changed. But Christe, God has spoken. And he was aware in his heart that he has to go. But he had to wait for the environment to dictate. There are certain things, but Christe, you don't have to wait for the environment. When God has spoken, he waited for the environment. Then the Lord said to Jacob, now God comes in and said, return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives and I will be with you. Now for the second time, God, he's actually saying, 
I am renewing the covenant that I have said, or I have given you when you were in Bethel. What is the renewal here? The renewal is that I will still be with you when you go back to Bethel. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah uh, to his flock in the field and said to them, I see your father's attitude that it is not friendly towards me as formerly, but the God of my father has been with me. And you know that I have served your father with all my strength. This is what he's saying. Yes, your father has cheated me and changed my wages 10 times. However, God did not allow him to hurt me. If he spoke thus, the speckled shall be your wages. Then all the flock brought forth speckled. And if he spoke thus, the stripes shall be your wages. Then all the flocks brought the stripes. Thus God has taken away from your father's livestock. It's an, it's an interesting thing here. Uh, he says to, to, to the, the wives here that if God says, their father would say, uh, now this is a new wages that I'm giving you. If they bring the speckled, you will have the speckled. Why did he say so? The colors of the gold or the sheep were one color, were just white. And God actually knew the heart of this man. So he was showing him because he had a dream and he made some tricks. It was not the tricks, it was not the tricks that he made earlier on, but it is God who knew that this sheep were actually, they were not homogeneous, they were heterogeneous. Inside their genes were multicolors, but outside they looked as one color. Now here is the story. Jacob, God speaks to him. It says the God of Bethel. The angel came. He saw it. And now the circumstances are also saying something to him. Then he decides to call his wives into the field. And when he was there in the field, he tells them what the situation is all about. And they agreed with him. You know, as you read through, first time ever that the two wives of, of, of Jacob Rachel and, and, and Leah agrees. Remember uh, Rachel, an outspoken uh, lady. She, she knew, if it was today, Bagreste, Regari, she knew her rights. She could, she could uh, uh, tell uh, uh, Jacob where to back off. She could tell Jacob and say, she, at one stage, she said to Jacob, give me children when? And Jacob said, how do I do that? Is it me who is 
beholding or who has given you some, some barren, barrenness that you have. It is God. It is not me. And it became an issue because the other two ladies, Leah had four kids at that time. And the seventh that has been given over to Leah had also four kids. So eight kids were there. And she went and approached Jacob and said, you give me children. But only later, and for the first time, when Jacob told them about what to do, that they must now leave, she then agreed with Leah. And Bakrasta, I, 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 I spoke about this last week. Mudimu kimudimu wadipilu. He looks at our hearts more than how we appear. The appearance of Rachel deceived many and deceived the husband as well. But the woman who was after the heart of God was Leah. And for today, still, when we look at Leah, we would say, Leah was this kind of a woman who never stood up for herself. But God had a purpose. There are certain things that we stand up for them. There are certain things that we let God do it for you. Now, the circumstances are here, Bakreste. Now, while the circumstances are there, look at what is happening. God speaks to Jacob. Jacob speaks to the wife, wives. Then they decided to move. And only three days later, Laban realizes that the people are actually gone. Then he follows them. Now, God has spoken. God has, has, has done everything to reveal, to show it to Jacob that it is time to leave. Now, when he left, he was actually doing the will of God. Are you aware of that? He was doing the will of God. But because he is a man of deception, he deceived the father-in-law. When the father-in-law followed him, he said to him, why did you deceive me that you leave without telling me that you are leaving? The leaving was actually the will of God, but in a wrong way. So there are many of us who would do the will of God, but in a wrong way. It was correct that he had to leave but it was not correct that he left in the way that he has left. He was supposed to go back and indicate to the father-in-law that I must now go. What does it mean? It means there are many of us who fear people than fearing God.
where you live with people, where you live with someone, where you live in the community, you are so afraid to tell and say what you are supposed to say because you have the fear of this person. May we fear God, not man. Now here is something again that comes. When they have left, one of them stole the gods of Laban. Now without knowing, Laban follows Jacob and when he arrives at Jacob, the first thing that he said to Jacob, he complained about why did you leave? He said, but why did you steal from me? Then Jacob did not know that somebody has stolen anything from him. And he asked the father-in-law that go into all the tents and try to find out what has been stolen from you. And he checked, he checked, he checked. Nothing. He could not get anything. But here is something. Rachel actually stole from the father. And when the father was looking around, he said on this thing and said to the father, I am unable to stand because I am experiencing something. Then the father allowed it. But Rasta, here is what I would want to say. And when I looked at that, remember, when Jacob came in, into Lebanon, he experienced some deception. And I said to you, certain things they run in the family. He was actually getting the family medicine. Now here is the daughter. He gives the father the family medicine. So certain things, Bakreste, they run within the family and it is up to us to identify and make sure that they don't continue. We are aware of things that are running within the family. We are aware of Christ. And we leave them. And I promise you, at the later stage, they will come back as a medicine to you. Because you saw it. You never did anything about it. Or you condone it. That condonement, it will catch up with you. So if somebody, and it is not good, Bakreste, when certain things are happening, somebody comes then back to you, Murudar Gobulilitz, I told you. It is not good to receive that kind of a medicine that I told you. May God help us that these things, it may be a deception or anything, I actually looked at myself and my family as well. 
You know, when you, 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 you're talking about these things, you also have to reflect on yourself. What are the things that are running within my family? Things that are running where I am coming. Things that are running even in the family that I have started. What are the things, the threads, that are running within the family? And they are there, Bakrasta. I promise you they are there. And sometimes not easy to uproot them, as Jeremiah says, or to remove them, as Jeremiah says. But they are a threat to our families. To your family, they are a threat. May God help us that whatever. Last week we, 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 we read a scripture that says, Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. You don't reap what you think of. You don't reap what you, you thought it would come. You reap exactly what you have planted. There was an Indian fellow arguing with a wife. The wife had a child, and the child was not really looking like any body in the family. And the Indian man said to this woman, I can't plant a tomato and cabbage comes out. <laughs> it is because what you have sown, it has to be what you are going to reap. Nobody would plant a cabbage and tomato comes out. Or nobody plants a tomato and a cabbage comes out. That will not happen. Whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. Now the long and the short story of it is that the two men had to agree. You know, Jacob from his side asked the father-in-law that they should part ways. And then to me, it was like Jacob was saying, I left without giving you a resignation letter. Now here is my resignation letter. Let's part our ways. And they made a feast there. They slaughtered an animal so that the two of them may part ways properly. And that brought in that without the shedding of the blood, things don't normally come well. And I remembered the history that I, I learned when I was doing my, uh, then my Form 5. Uh, when we were quoting one man by the name of Garibaldi, he wrote in his memos that the tree of liberty would grow stronger when watered by the blood of the Matthias. Meaning if no blood has been spilled out, the tree of liberty 
doesn't come or does not become strong. So you need blood to come out that it waters the liberty that we have. The blood of Jesus had to come and bring the liberty of us from our sins. So Garibaldi knew, but never knew the blood of Christ can do that. Because the greatest liberty that man can have, it is the liberty of his own soul. Far much more than other liberties that we have. Now, but rest in closing. Go and read between the lines. When the circumstances talks to you, when the Holy Spirit leads, that you should move. Maybe you are too comfortable, also in your spiritual life, or in any other place where you find yourself in. You need the stirring to take place. And if God is stirring, respond to the stirring. Respond positively. Don't respond because you are afraid of men. Respond because God wants you to move into another level, be it your Christian life, your career, or anything. But if there is a shaking, God will make sure that he provides, or with his wings, with his arms, he will protect you. You will never fall. You will never fall. That I give you an assurance. If God has shaken, no circumstances. Unfortunately, people, we are like this. When we are shaken from our comfort zone, instead of moving or looking at it in a positive way, you know, Bakreste, when they are shaken, one thing that it comes to them, King Bakreste. It's a spiritual warfare. I must fight it this. And I, I don't say there is no spiritual warfare. There is a spiritual warfare. But sometimes you are just shaken that you move where you are. And when you start to engage in a spiritual warfare without even analyzing your situation and hearing what the Spirit is saying, you will hurt yourself. You will hurt yourself when I'm ran. I believe in a spiritual warfare, but I don't believe how many of us engage in a spiritual warfare. There is a way of engaging in that. And there is a way when God is shaking you and wanting you to move out of that environment. where it is not the devil at all. You know, if you remember the story of, 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 of Job, the Bible says God was actually having a meeting or a gathering of the sons of men. And Satan have, had to be there or come around there. And God then asked, had a conversation with the devil. And the devil then spoke about Job, 
how it's been protected, and so forth, and so forth. You know, when I look at that, I always say, if those meetings, I, I don't know whether they are continuing or not, but if those meetings are continuing, somewhere, somehow, the enemy says to God, hey, Banabahau, they will always say, Gesatan, Ramurah, Satan. Well, it is not even me. <laughs> because we attribute each and every little thing. When you, can you imagine if when God was speaking to Abraham, saying to Abraham, take your only son, go and sacrifice him, then Abraham said, Gamurah, Satan. Uh, how, how could he have God given me a son and asked me to go and sacrifice the son? So there are certain things. What I'm trying to say to you, certain things, the testing that comes to us, it is not the devil, but God wants to promote you. God wants to take you into another level. It is not everything that needs a spiritual warfare. And when I'm talking of a spiritual warfare, I'm not talking about the prayer. Prayer always has to be there. But don't fight when God says, it is time up that you move from where you are. If you fight, remember Jacob will come to that. What happened in the last, when he moved from Mesopotamia or Haran. Actually, he didn't even go to, 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 to Bethel. He camped at Gilead. He stayed there for a while. Until God comes again and shook him and said, Hey, Munna, go back to Bethel. The last time when he fully now surrendered was when he had that angel and said, I will not leave you until you bless me. Maybe we're waiting for that moment. And you know what happened in that moment? His hip had to be broken and be a limpy man for the rest of his life. Don't wait for your hip to be broken. Don't wait for your hip to be broken. You might be a limpy man for the rest of your life. So not all the circumstances, Magreste, that we experience in life are actually the author. The author of that is Satan. God is promoting you. God is shaking you. God is moving you. The complacency of Jacob, where he was, where he felt like, I have arrived and God say, was saying to him, there is still more that I would want you to do. There is, there, is, there is a Messiah that has to come. But if all this thing has to come, you have got to go back to Bethel. Now these things, Bakrest, are true. Let's attribute the circumstances that happens to us as God speaking, as compared to attributing everything that needs a spiritual warfare. It needs you to reflect. It needs you maybe to move in your career 
or to move in anything that God may want you to move. You are surprised by all these circumstances that are happening at work. Maybe give message you are You think your boss doesn't want you. No, maybe it may be time that you move. Let's stand on our feet. Yeah, let's just sing one song and then we pray. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on all our social media platforms and stay plugged in. CACC, building a servanthood community where no one stands alone.